everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And, you know, a reminder, this could be an episode where we talk about future stuff that happens on the show because it's not a spoiler free podcast. That's right, folks. Not spoiler free. I am Melissa and I am here with my scrumptious co-host fish yay i'm scrumptious yeah i don't know what that means for any of us but sorry so I taste it. <laughs> <laughs> apparently <laughs> you know sometimes that's just sometimes a word pops into your head and it's the wrong word okay yeah uh, i don't think it is i'm sure i taste good like okay i'm i'm showered i appreciate I the I defense of my word choice i like that yeah good stuff yeah well, what are we talking about today with Scrumptious Fish? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about season three, episode five, Surprise. This one originally aired November 1st, 2000. Lots of new names here. It was written by Julie Blumberg and Joy Gregory, and it was directed by Harry Weiner. Here's the episode description. As Ben makes plans to celebrate her birthday... Felicity wrestles with the after effects of a wild night out. Meanwhile, Sean discovers a potentially serious medical problem when he goes to the doctor, Jim Jansen. But he won't take the appropriate test or tell Megan. And Noel gets his first computer emergency call, which leads to an unhappy surprise. Unhappy? I mean, I feel like... I feel like this episode title was aptly named, but it's interesting that those who wrote the episode description thought the surprise was <laughs> that. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I feel like there were a lot of surprises. There were quite a few. And most of the ones that I mentioned did not happen. However, mm-hmm. I think I got a couple. I got uh, the surprise, the Ben found out, and the surprise, Felicity didn't actually sleep with him, I hope. Um, didn't, did not guess about the sore nut surprise. That was not at the top of my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking Ruby's coming back with the baby. Like, <laughs> just every time, every episode, I'm like, is it Ruby? That's the beauty of when I spoil you. because i'm not gonna lie it's gonna be a minute but it's fun that every single time you've been like is it ruby (laughs) maybe maybe part of our maybe part of our what do you think this next episode is going to be segment is just you working ruby into every one of them somehow (laughs) i think it's 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 pretty top of mind for me so yeah yeah, i am manifesting that way i like it that's that's what's happening yeah so well look how do you want to tackle this one um i we could do the megan sean stuff but separately but i kind of feel like a, a lot of the, almost every interaction uh, revolves around this idea of honesty. Yeah, honesty is a 
big theme in this episode for sure. Let's just yeah. take it in order. I think part of what's happening too, because in the past we've done like followed separate storylines um, like independently of each other. But I think that the fact that we've been doing that less does have a lot to do with the idea that they're bringing the group together more and more. That's true. So and it's definitely, they're just showing us sort of different aspects of kind of the same theme sometimes now. So I enjoy seeing that. Um, I'd like to start with a couple of first surprises. Mm -hmm. So surprise number one, Ben and Noel are friends now. What? Um, They're just sitting there like they were, you know, when they were playing the video game and, and drinking. But now they're sober and surprise number two, Felicity's favorite food is ribs, like barbecue ribs from Laredo, Texas. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess with the Ben and Noel stuff, I don't know. They seem okay with each other here. They're out of each other's way on paper, you know, like they're not both aggressively vying for the same person. Ben has won that battle. Um, and they're kind of living with that. And there's Noel's at the loft now. So I guess they kind of, they have to be okay somehow, you know, like they have to coexist here and there's nothing really to make them not be okay in this moment. So do I think they're like best friends? No, but I do. It does feel like there's advice giving that's being exchanged a fair amount between these two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's a something seen, there. Yeah. I just hadn't seen them like just sitting and chilling. Yeah. Other than that one time. So I was just like, Oh, I don't weird. know if this qualifies as sitting and chilling. I think that this was a situation where Ben said, Noel, I need help getting ribs for Felicity. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. But so he's think- like sitting on the floor. I don't know. It seemed like a very friendly pose. Yeah, yeah. But, they're a little um, more open. All right. Yeah. So they're going to so order some ribs. Noel has some tech savvy, which is what's going to be needed here if you're going to order ribs online at the, in this day and age. And really? uh, Ben knows is giving Noel very little information to work with. He's like, I want the, I want the ribs that Felicity loves so much. And so Noel's trying to search for these ribs. And then eventually Ben drops the name of, this, of the town they found them in. And Noel's like, Ah, that would have been helpful 20 minutes ago. Yeah. And for the record, for anyone who doesn't know Laredo, it's like so tiny. (laughs) It is such a tiny little town (laughs) that like, I'm sure uh, this went from like Texas to like, you know, Main Street. Yeah. I wonder how likely it really would have been at this time for that little, that, that store or that restaurant or whatever that she liked to have that online presence. Um, if they did shipping, which is something that the rib places have been doing for a while, although yeah. apparently what they were shipping was a, a cookbook, not even any barbecue sauce. Uh, oh my goodness. What a mess. That'll be fun later. Um, <laughs> Well, so that's how we enter this first scene. You've got this, this, you know, Ben and Noel getting the present or the the dinner for Felicity's surprise birthday party, which is tomorrow. So frankly, 
overnighting the ribs. I guess. I what a risk. Anyway, uh Sean interrupts this scene. We're going to get a lot of quick cuts here in the beginning before we get to any credits. So Sean wants to talk. And that's all we get. (laughs) (laughs) Sean's like, guys, can I talk to you? Um, There's a lot of like, can I talk to you happening in this episode? Look, people need to talk. That's it. There's a lot going on. And a lot of people don't want to talk either. Yeah. That's, you know. I I said they need to talk. I I didn't say that. Some people need to. Some people don't want to. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um so yeah. we we find out Sean wants to talk and then we cut to Felicity <laughs> it was just the weirdest quick cut um also lots of doctors in this episode too so Felicity is at the doctor well she's I think at the health clinic she's at the health clinic and she's getting uh plan b or some version of the morning after pill from like the bitchiest nurse just ever easily the worst and what we're hearing initially is just like Felicity's not even sure if she had sex and she's explaining that to this person. And, you know, I guess it's kind of, kind of shades of when we saw this with Julie, but not, you know, no. cause Julie's Julie had a lot more, obviously they went into a lot more of an emotional scene there, but here Felicity is like, you know, going through similar paces, but has no clue what happened. Yeah. And, and she, I I feel like she's trying to explain herself to this nurse and this woman, you know, just doesn't want to hear it. She's like, look, like this is not to be your normal, you know, birth control girl who I'm judging. Mm -hmm. Um, and, oh, it's your birthday happy birthday tomorrow yeah uh and the way she delivered that was so like oh i see here it's your birthday happy birthday you know super like what's your attitude about lady um yeah but in the middle in but so so in we really like kind of smashed all of that together but that was actually two scenes and between that we get Sean explaining to Ben and Noel what he wanted to talk about, which was that he has a dull ache down under, not Australia. Australia. Yeah, (laughs) not Australia, but in one of his testicles. And then we get this whole like discomfort with genitalia and and terms related therein. Do Um, not say testicle. It It is disturbing. Um, for mm-hmm. everyone out there, I just want to say labia. Yeah, that that one really bothers Noel. Apparently. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can really see that these are not the guys to give Sean accurate information on this. But well, they, they I, just don't. They they just don't want anything to do with. They it. want nothing to do with this yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. And frankly, neither does Sean. But he's got pain down he's under. So he's to it. Yeah, he's just going to have to face the facts. Um, ben, on the other hand, is not going to look at Sean. He is going to look straight ahead and just never look at Sean. Yeah, we'll see that um, in a couple scenes coming up here. Yeah, so they have a lot of these quick setup moments that are happening. A lot of quick cutting between scenes. Um. We're going to find out. So Noel is going to get a tech support call, which is going to pull him away from the conversation. He's like, Ben, you're almost ready to go. Just click heat and serve. 
You've got yeah. your ribs on the way. You and should not have left, been in charge of this. Probably shouldn't have. Yeah. Oh, this um, is way to go. And now that Noel's vacated, Sean's only got Ben to talk to. So he's like, feel my nut. <laughs> it's just and as awkward as all that. Everything about Ben's posture and expression is just going, nope. Ben does not consent. Nope. Mm-mm. Ben does not consent. Mm-mm. Ben's like, no, no. And he's like <laughs> physically trying to move away from Sean. He's like, go to a doctor who feels nuts. Like he just can't, he can't, he can't with this. Um, yeah. But Ben, it's swollen. Noel Jimson, go to a urologist. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I actually think that they've done, I think they've done an accurate job with how they presented this story. I think that there would be this level of discomfort for Sean. I think there would be this level of discomfort for the guys in the room. Um, And then I think that they, you know, will go through more and more of this story as we go through this episode. But I, I kind of feel like they were, I don't feel like they were trying to sensationalize this. I feel like they were giving us the story, you know, like, how yeah. this could be. I, I feel like for these guys and and really the times, um, because now we see all these shows where, you know, women are going into stalls and helping each other remove their diva cups and you're just like, huh. huh. Um, but it, you know, people are just more friendly, open. I don't helpful. know if they are. I don't know. I, I I feel like they are definitely presented in media. And, you know, when I talk to people who are younger, yeah, um, these stories come out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a generational thing because this, this really rings true for me of what I think the reactions would have been. Um, for this time. And, and actually I'm just going to say my note from an optimist up front because I, I would love to hear a note from an optimist about touching a swollen nut. Look, I think the fact that they're even covering this storyline is great. I mean, the, I don't know if I've seen men's health issues covered in this way on other shows. Maybe I haven't watched enough, um, Maybe there, maybe there are other series where people are meant to be beyond teenage years, <laughs> like where that's covered a lot. But of the things that I've seen, I've seen, you know, heart disease talked about and covered. Um, you know, I've certainly seen a lot of men having heart attacks in shows, mm-hmm. but to have, and I've seen women, what was the show? I think it might've been, was it parenthood where they had a breast cancer storyline and they went in. They went mm-hmm. into the breast cancer storyline for an extended period of time. They're not going to deal with this storyline for an extended period of time, but the very fact that in a show that ultimately revolves around college age students to have what we're, I mean, I will say that Sean is going to have surgery in the next episode. So okay. like, I think that would mean that there, this was malignant. Um, um, yeah. Or maybe it didn't. I don't, I don't remember. 
Well, I mean, they'd have to biopsy, right? Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. what he's saying. And then he's like, if it's malignant, we'll have to take it out, which is kind of the version of like a, what's called a lumpectomy you know, for breast cancer if it hasn't spread. Mm -hmm. um, but this is 2000, right? Yeah, this 2000. is 2000. So, I mean, obviously we have seen all of the breast cancer stuff right mm -hmm. you know all everything pink um and all the walks and all the money and uh and then they started november right and mm -hmm. that was started in 2003 mm -hmm. and that was all about raising awareness and money uh for men's health uh, mm -hmm. including testicular cancer um and prostate cancer and stuff like that and i feel like that I don't know if it took off right at first, but it's certainly something that at least the guys I know still do because it's an excuse to grow a mustache and you can't look away from it. Mm -hmm. um, and we've definitely seen this. Um, did you watch Sex in the City? No. Okay, so there was a character on that who had to have one of his testicles removed. And there was like a whole plot line about how he like felt like less of a man. And so he wanted like a, a synthetic testicle put in and like he brings his wife in and is like, like, how big should it be? Am I like a, a large or a, a medium? And I don't know, it was, it was sort of played a little for funny there, but it was a serious, he, he had testicular cancer and, mm -hmm went through this whole thing so would that um, have been where would that have fallen like date wise in relationship to the sex in the city um i believe that was season it was later in the show maybe like season five okay so if that show started in 19 it looks like that started in 1998 so that would have been a little bit after this episode i think would it have aired. would have been closer to like Mo november right with season five so that was probably either that that either came like after this or like really close um it sounds like from from the timeline you're giving it um yeah. there was a push you know i think a little bit after this but like around this time to have a focus on men's health because you know there had been so much focus on breast cancer uh, and so much work done, and there really hadn't been corresponding funding for men's health. Yeah, yeah. I just I love that they chose to cover it here. I like that they chose Sean to do it. I like that they gave Greg Grunberg this important storyline, mm -hmm. and I like that they allowed Mandy Foreman to play off of that. Um, yeah, because that you know, the, the first couple of episodes we've gotten with them, it's been like bickering about Sean's nose and, you know, like the, the fighting, <clears throat> the fighting was about silly stuff and it'll get back to being about silly stuff. But I think a real thing like this, you can really see how deep that bond is going to. And I think it gives you more of a context for their relationship to watch them grapple with something like this and the way they're talking to each other about it. And um, yeah, so I'm just proud of the show for, for doing this. 
Yeah, and it's it was a surprise to me that Megan was so supportive. Um, I could have seen her like running away from this earlier, and I didn't realize until this episode exactly what you said, like how serious it was getting between the two of them. So I think it's important I, they show you that because it's yeah. you know like why are these two people together? <laughs> you know like. Yeah. Like yeah. if it's just going to be bickering all the time, maybe that's their, maybe that's their dynamic and they love it. But I think when you see something like this, it's like, no, you can scratch the surface and there's something important yeah. there, you know, like they mean, they really do mean something to each other. And I like that they gave us that it's between these two. So nice. yeah, we're gonna, we're certainly going to talk a lot more about this in this episode. Um, but let's go back to Ben and Felicity for a moment here. So we're going to get a documentary style quick interview with Felicity on how she thought she would have spent her 20th birthday. Yeah, this is so weird. Like, who thinks about their 20th birthday like this? I thought I'd be all dressed up and eating snails. What? Like going to a fancy place with my girlfriends. Yeah. And eating snails. Like, what? <laughs> well, she studied French. She studies French. I don't know. Maybe that maybe there were books she read or something, or I don't know. Who knows what people get excited about? Um, I when I, when we were in college, my fir- my freshman year, the gymnastics team had a meet in Arizona, and I had been dreaming of Arizona for no particular reason for years. And so when when I got onto the team and then I saw the schedule, I was like, what? Like you just never know what has been on somebody's mind. And I think for Felicity, I think of her as probably somebody who read a lot and had like a really rich inner life because she didn't really have much of a social life when she was younger. So I don't know. She, she had these thoughts about what it would look like when she hit her next decade. And there's a very few birthdays that I actually remember. Um, and I do not remember my 20th. Mm. Sure, I was doing something. It feels like you must have been, right? I mean, something must have been done. Yeah. Yeah. Probably went out with my girlfriends and ate snails. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what she thought was going to happen. But what we get is, you know, she wakes up. It's non-documentary style. Felicity and Ben are waking up. They're in bed in the morning. And Ben is kissing her everywhere. He's just like, kiss, 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 (laughs) kiss. He is so cute he in is this episode. So, I know. And Up until so the turn. Heartbreaking, right? Yeah. Because you just see him and he's never looked happier. He's so happy to be doing he's, this for her birthday. Yeah, he's like, affectionate oh. and he's kissy and he's all this. And I. He's on like absolute cloud nine in yeah. every scene until he's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then. I think what's so hard about that as an audience is like, you know, mm-hmm. the boom that's going to get lowered, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, this would be great if Felicity weren't feeling so horribly guilty and trying to figure out what happened to her, <laughs> like, but she yeah. is. And so him being so cute with her, you're like, oh, uh. it is. It's just, it's so sad. But he's also so cute. You're right. Um, and she's she's clearly 
it's a little down slash distracted, but like Ben is so like happy. He, he can hardly tell. Right. And she's guilty. She's like, you know, I've, I got to get up. Like I've got to, got to go to class. I, I, you know, he hands her a present. She doesn't open it. And also like, she can't let what's happening with him kissing her escalate. So, so she's just like, gotta go, gotta go to epistemology. Yep. Gotta run. Um, but she doesn't go to epistemology. No, she calls Randy. She keeps calling the frat house and this Uh bugs me. Just go to the frat house. Randy is never going to get the message. If you ever get Randy, he probably won't end up talking to you. So just go there. Okay. uh, For those listening, Fish, I don't know. Should she go to the frat alone or should she bring a buddy? So who knows at this point? Elena? Maybe. Uh, Molly definitely knows. I don't think Molly's the person to go with. Yeah, I don't know that we've actually seen Megan. Tell Does anybody Megan else. know? Go during the day. Yeah. Um, bring some mace. Yeah, I like. I appreciate your point about if you want to get things done, do it in person. But yeah, be be safe about it. I don't know. We don't know but these guys again. He's not going to call you back yeah like it's just not gonna happen so if you need to talk to randy and you do you really don't have another choice i mean i guess you could stand outside the frat house and stalk him i mean we know you're good at that so hey yeah do that so that's something to consider well Another awkward wake up scene with another person who wants to flee the room. We've got Sean and Megan. Yeah. How loud was that fan? What oh. was up with that? I didn't even hear the fan. Oh my goodness. Because we come in on this picture of a fan and it's just so loud. Oh my goodness. What <laughs> nerve they had. Um, hmm. Okay. It's never loud any other time. It's like a permanent fan. It's a hole in the wall. And it's like, anyway, it was a really loud fan. But Megan is kissy. Yeah, Megan wants to have a good morning. And she's just coming on to Sean. But Sean's like, "Mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm, can't do it. He's like, I'm just just thinking so much about my documentary. There's the pressure. And she's like, what? Yeah. It's like, I'm way too stressed. Oh, and I got to get the, the camera. I told you about that, right? I just, I love these two scenes next to each other. It's like just two people fleeing uh, from people who just want to be with them. I think they made a real effort to show a parallel between these two relationships, even though the situations they're dealing with are very different. They made them feel very similar because they just covered them the same way. Um, Which is kind of interesting actually, because at the end of the day, you're right. There was a theme here of honesty that they were trying to get to. So I think by paralleling these things too so much, it makes you feel like 
what's the common denominator <laughs> that we're going to talk about today, folks? Um, Surprise! It's honesty. And I like the fact that a bit later we're going to hear that, you know, Megan came by Dean and DeLuca to talk to Ben. Because it's just like, it just sort of connects all of these dots together. Um, yeah, I... I like that Megan continues to be Megan. It's like before she was talking to everyone about Felicity's sex life, and now she would like to specifically go to Ben's place of work and talk about her sex life with Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's still happening. Yeah. Well, we're going to find that Sean was he fleeing to really go and do something related to the documentary? No. No. He went Mm -mm. to the doctor. He did. And the doctor was putting that glove on and I was worried for a sec there. Um, Yeah, it's like, (laughs) I (laughs) there was just something so ominous. Um, Yeah. And then we got, I guess, what would be a very shortened, modified version of a doctor's visit like this, where mainly what they wanted to do was show, like, Sean getting examined. And I guess maybe this is sort of PSA-ish in terms of how they were doing this. Like, here's what I'm doing. You know, I'm... I'm, like pressing on the healthy testicle and it should feel fine. Yep. See, it feels fine. It tickles a little even. Now I'm <laughs> pressing on the other one. Oh, but it hurts, but it's the same pressure. Like, I think the way that they were going through, it was sort of like, here's, here's how you do this. And here's what, how, you know, I think that helps me because I thought this was really weird that the doctor was narrating like how he was touching Sean's balls because I was like, Sean of all people should know what is currently being done but i like the the psa thing where it's like i think that was the point of it right i think like first of all it's weird if the doctor is just doing stuff off screen and you and we have no idea um you wouldn't i don't think you'd bother to show this part if you weren't going to have him narrate it like i think you'd just skip to the sit the doctor sitting down with Sean afterwards and be like, so remember when I touched this one, <laughs> like, you know, like he would be you yeah. know, giving the exposition of it. But I think if they're going to have him in the room, I suspect they did this because it was sort of like an educational, they've done it before, you know, they've done it with like Felicity going to the, uh, the counselor about, uh, birth control, mm-hmm. you know, and the guy showing her how to put a condom on and they've done yeah. it. They've done it with Julie. Um, yeah, it just felt weird because I was like, I've I've never had a breast exam where the doctor was like, now I'm pressing here on your boob. Now yeah. I'm pressing here. I'm like, I know where you're pressing. I, I I'm can here. feel yeah. it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm the other one in the room with you. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I, that makes I think sense. that's what they were aiming for. I know it's weird and it's awkward, but I guess if this was meant to be an awareness episode, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah bring awareness (laughs) it's not gonna feel it's not gonna feel natural and it's you know well but i think the doctor did a good job you know he's like it you know i'm gonna start you in antibiotics which is what happens and just in case it's an effect an infection and then sean's gonna latch on to that hard (laughs) yeah but i mean this is i don't know this is i feel like this is the way doctors talk 
They're like, you know, could be an infection. We're going to start you on antibiotics, but we also want to do some other testing, you know, mm-hmm. like an ultrasound. And Sean, Sean's immediate reaction to that is no. No to the no to swear. No. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no. No to the third power. Um, <laughs> yeah, he... Because the doctor being like, we'll give you antibiotics in case it's an infection. Sean can just latch all the way onto that and be like, yeah. I don't need an ultrasound. You give me antibiotics. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Fine. Totally in denial there. Like, but um, but <laughs> Sean's like, nope, taking me antibiotics. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like the equivalent of sticking your fingers in your ears and just going, yep. la, 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 la. Um, can't hear you, can't hear you. makes a lot of sense to me that Sean would be doing that, to be honest with you. Um, that really lines up yeah. with what yeah. I know of him. So yeah, we're going to cut from here to a Pavone and Felicity scene. This it's might be my least favorite Pavone scene of all Pavone scenes. I, I wanted to take your temperature on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they give us a lot of, you know, they, they set the scene in all the ways they normally set the scene, right? She's listening to opera music. We hear the opera music, but we see them, we're like, this is going to be Pavone, for sure. You know, they're sitting on either side of the desk. It's the beautiful office again. It's all the things we already know about Pavone. But she's quit smoking. She, well, so she starts by having a different conversation with Felicity, the conversation she thought was relevant, where she's like, so there's this senior exhibition coming up for art. And I talked Professor Morton into letting you in as a junior, which is awesome. <laughs> like, right. I mean, that's Dr. Super cool. is, is either becoming very good friends with Professor Morton or is really going out of her way, you know, for Felicity or both. I what guess. a big opportunity this would be. That'd be so cool to be the like the only junior allowed into a senior exhibition. And, yeah. you know, Felicity obviously has a history with Professor Morton. So it probably didn't take a lot of nudging from Pavone. But mm-hmm. I think, to, you know, she was really advocating for Felicity here. And she shares his news with Felicity, which should have elicited a yippee sort of response. <laughs> and instead, Felicity's just like, uh dazed lost in thought clearly thinking about something else i don't know yeah she's like you get to exhibit your work and felicity's like yeah okay cool 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 um right right right. um so then pavone's like okay let's redirect this hey smoking if i if i knew about the dry cleaning bills when i started smoking i would just uh and then she still she sees felicity still like not there yeah, I feel like she's just, she is trying to give her openings to, she's extending the time that they're spending together so that Felicity can tell her whatever it is, is, you know, going on in her head. Yeah. And eventually she just gives up and she's like, all right. I like so- how she did this part though. She, she walks around the desk to sit next to Felicity. Yeah. It was like, I'm coming into your world. <laughs> like, <laughs> alert. I'm stepping yeah. onto your side of well, the desk. I, I don't love that she did that only okay. because of 
what then happens because like it could be seen as you know like a sign of compassion whatever but it takes away from the therapist role that she has and makes it more of a like they're you know they're not friends like that that's not the relationship that they have Mm -hmm. right and i feel like the advice that starts coming out of her mouth is is not therapist then yeah i don't really know what their relationship is like i i don't love this scene but i don't know what their relationship is either anymore Um, i think that once you've been someone's therapist especially if it's a student to then be like a you know a friend is i mean no matter what she's technically her counselor throughout the whole thing um she has a therapy degree so she becomes counselor slash therapist i feel like there have been a lot of moments they've had between them where pavone sort of like crossed a I don't know. I feel like I, I think about the scene where she told Felicity about her husband, um, mm-hmm. you know, just stuff like that, like having a conversation with her in the bathroom, like stuff like that. I, I don't know if I always think it cleanly fits into the counselor therapist role throughout the show. But um, I feel like for something like this, mm-hmm. maybe she needed to get back up and go to the other side of the table once Felicity said what was really going on. Yeah, maybe. And like take that therapist mantle up again. Yeah. Yeah. So Pavone sits down next to her and she says, so are you going to tell me or do I need to guess or what's happening here? And Felicity sort of sighs and she's like, I was drunk. I had a one night stand. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. She was really drunk and she woke up in someone else's bed. Mm-hmm and doesn't know what happened and again not the best therapeutic tool here uh, maybe don't start with do you know how completely moronic you are i mean like, i don't kind of know a... that there's anything she says after this that i like including that right so well, um, I think it's okay for her to ask about the roofies. The, I, yeah, I mean, I guess that was one, right? So she says, surely, you know, that's moronic. And Felicity's like, I know, I know, I know, I know. And and now Pavon can see, like, Felicity is beating herself up about it. But Pavone doesn't need to do that. Then she's like, wait, wait, wait. Were you roofied? Felicity's like, I don't, I don't know if Felicity, I don't even know if that had occurred to Felicity. Up until that was said, um, so. it landed like it hadn't. She's like, I, I don't know. I really did. I had a lot to drink. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't even guess that. Um, and then she jumps to what's really on her mind about it. She's like, how do I even tell Ben about something like this? Yeah. And how are you feeling? <laughs> How are you feeling about this? I don't feel good about this. I think, um, I guess as a therapist, if that's this relationship, ask questions, get Felicity to come to it on ter- on her own, maybe. But like, uh, she says point blank, don't tell Ben. She yeah. says, of course, don't have sex until you know yourself, like what just happened. 
um, she says, don't tell Ben because honestly, honesty isn't the most important thing here. Kindness is the most important thing in a relationship. Uh, and then, well, I guess I'll just, so, and then Felicity's like, yeah, but it feels horrible. Like not to tell him about this. And she's like, aha. So what you really want here is just to unburden yourself. That's what the honesty reflex is about. And Felicity's like, what? Okay. So that's the scene. How do we feel about it? Well, how do you feel about it? I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> and what do you For hate so about many it, reasons. Melissa? So for so many reasons, first of all, uh, we will find later that Ben is angry at her, at her for lying to him. Like that is a major point of why he is angry. Honesty, to me, honesty is important anyway. It seems like honesty is important to Ben. And beyond that, let's think about where we are. Let's say, I still think that being honest with Ben is appropriate anyway, even if they were much older, not in college, whatever. She just went to a frat party where half of her college was probably there. And she thinks that this might not get back to Ben. Like it could get back to Ben through any number of sources including the one that it eventually gets back to him through. She has absolutely no way to know who else saw her at this party, especially because she was blacked out. And so and it's like- also, she keeps calling the frat house and talking to every guy there except Randy, none of whom are going to give him the message. And I'm not saying that part to say like, if you're not in college going to a frat party and you didn't have the whole world seeing you, you shouldn't share the information. But I am saying this just adds to the level of stupidity of thinking you can keep this a secret because how does she know she can keep it a secret? Yeah. It's so like I mean, not, yeah. you and I both hate this scene. Great. Now her use, we hate it for completely, completely different, different reasons. reasons. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know that we also have different places we come down on where like the morality part is and the honesty part where the lines are. So I, um, but I'm relieved that you didn't love the scene. Um, but yeah. why? Um, so first of all, I feel like Pavone is not being a responsible therapist. Felicity is coming to her and saying, I feel like I need to be honest. It is not your role as the therapist to then tell her she is wrong. Mm -hmm. um, if that is, if, if she believes in honesty and, you know, yes, you can ask questions, you can talk about her relationship, but it is, it is not your role to be like, no, you should obscure the truth until does, you know something. And does also- Does this even line up with has she given advice about honesty in the past does this line up i feel like this lines up with her character yeah um i don't know if she's specifically given this advice before but not only does she tell felicity like don't tell ben she then backs it up with do you think he tells you everything 
So she's now accusing Ben of God knows what. And, and then she, and she says, Oh, you know, you telling Ben is for you. And I mean, this is what every person who cheats, right? Says Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it's just the other, I'm the one who's taking on this burden and like, they shouldn't be hurt by my actions. Well, too late. Um, It's, it has happened. (laughs) Um, Now, the one thing that I did like is that she said, honesty is not the most important thing in a relationship. Kindness is. I do agree with that. Um, Like if your significant other, you know, is, I don't know, like writing a term paper and it really sucks. Don't rewrite it, but you can tell them like it's not good or if or if they're gonna like try out for the voice and they can't sing you like i think that honesty and kindness do not have to be mutually exclusive i think that honesty can be delivered with care i think it takes practice and it takes thought and it takes really knowing the person but i i think that you can deliver an honest message without beating them over the head with it. (laughs) Like now this is tricky, this situation, because, well, we're going to see, we're going to see like all the many reasons why this is so tricky for Ben, because we've just met his dad. Like there's a lot layered into the idea that she was drunk and blacked out too, you know? So like, I don't know exactly what kindness looks like here, but um well it seems to be the the general opinion is like find out what happened first and then tell him so yeah. it's less of a like ne- like don't ever tell him it's just you know wait and she's like i don't feel good about waiting yeah. and the thing is yeah she would be pulling ben into a murky place but like again he could find out from someone else yes mm-hmm. and also i you know if it i don't know i feel like i again i do agree i would rather have someone who is kind over like honest all the time but i often think that honesty is the right thing and is the kind thing at the same time yeah yeah not all the time like if you have to make a choice like look my mother's an excellent cook she used to make these pork chops that were so terrible Mm -hmm. and i ate them for 18 years and said they were great and then about i don't know four or five years ago, she learned how to actually cook a pork chop. And she was like, oh my God, all the pork chops I've cooked in my life have been terrible. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I love you. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I think it's okay to be like, 
I don't have to tell her that they were super dry and tasted just not good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes it's okay from my perspective. Yeah. But I think most of the time, yeah, generally honesty and kindness are often the same. Yeah. Uh, Let's, let's give a negative award to Pavon. Right. Okay. For all, all different sorts of reasons, like worst therapy session ever. I don't know. Or like, or like, don't give this advice to people or like, don't contradict. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what award I want to give. I just want to say. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Worst Pavone advice. Guys, it pains me. It pains me so much. I love Pavone. I don't love this scene. Okay. It's not, it's not her best. She still looks good. Her I, hair was on point. I love her. I just don't love her behavior. Yeah. Here. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, all I'm saying is when we post a favorite quote to Instagram, it's not going to be a Pavone quote with little hearts over her name. Okay? <laughs> not um, this time. Not this time. So we are going to get Ben and Felicity at Epstein Bar. Ben continues to be so happy, adorable. so accommodating. He so likes excited. Classes. He's going to go get drinks. He's talking happy about geology. Oh, is was it geology? I thought he said geology. He talked. He I was talking no about like the yeah. He was talking about humans and their existence on Earth, and I guess that I assume that came from something that was found. From a geology standpoint, um, he yeah he goes up, he gets up to get a drink for Felicity. Randy comes in, of course, of course, because of course, because who shall appear? It shall be Randy. That's it. This is also when they I need have to, to say I feel like they should have picked a different name for this guy. Like I just don't like that his name is Randy in this storyline. Like, I mean, it couldn't have been like Joe like no because it was randy well yeah but like randy means horny and it's like i don't like it in this in this particular storyline for his his place i i feel like they could have picked a different name like i don't know jonathan okay i hear you i hear you um so he's going to connect eyes with Felicity. He's going to walk over to Felicity, which is awkward because Ben's there. Super awkward. He's going to come back any second. So Felicity's like, what happened? What happened? And he starts dropping information like, do you remember dancing in Marcus's room? She's like, what? <laughs> he's like, after the bathroom? The what? <laughs> <laughs> like, she's like, just did we, uh, quiet, quiet, quiet. Ben's coming back. So it's like this really awkward energy between her. Like, I desperately need to talk to this guy. I would like some questions answered as soon as possible. And also this isn't the time. Yeah. I mean, you also have to feel a little bad for Randy here, right? I mean, Randy's cute and he comes over, he's had a night with a girl and he's like, Hey, you know, what's up the next day. And when she says this is my boyfriend ben randy's face he does not look happy it it looked like he was hoping maybe he would become felicity's boyfriend um 
I, you know, there are different versions of what Randy is in this scene. I think even by the end of this episode, there's still like, he's going to assure Felicity that they didn't have sex. And so the version of him where this guy just took care of her, let her sleep it off in his bed, made sure she was safe and then woke up the next morning. Problem is he told his buddies that he did have sex with her. He didn't tell them. But he he just let them think it. Yeah. So I, I guess... In the, in the more heroic version of Randy that we could be understanding here. Um, yes, I agree. Poor Randy. Up until the point where he's like letting people think that she had sex with him and then like letting the photo be distributed. And I don't know. Well, he does say he didn't do it and he didn't have a choice. Like he had no control. Uh, I mean, he, how look, he, hard did Randy fight? I don't know, but... He, he was in the picture, so he clearly didn't take it. So what I would say is like, Randy's a guy. He's not, he's not like the best guy, mm-hmm. but he's not the worst guy. It, I, in the in the more heroic version of the story, he's not the worst guy. He's in the best version of this. I think he's like seventy percent. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, that's pretty uh, high i mean uh, look we're all we're all fallible he's in a frat like what do you want i i want more from randy <laughs> but i know i'm not gonna get it in no. the worst version of this he's like a zero right so yeah in the worst version of this he roofied her and raped her so yeah, like let's is... not pretend like i yeah. i refuse to believe that that is Randy. I don't think it is, right? But I don't think he'd come up to her the next day and be like, hey, what's up? How you doing after yeah. I roofied and raped you? Like, I just I don't, don't see that. think that's him, but we're never going to yeah. know for sure, right? Because it's definitely like she's just has to believe him and he is a stranger. So we have to believe him and he's a stranger. <sighs> and I think I want to think that this isn't the worst version. I'm pretty sure it's not, but we never, but we're never going to know. We have ourselves a case of Schrodinger's Randy. Oh, he'd be everything at once. Yeah, that's it. So um, she's going to introduce Randy to Ben, but she's very quickly going to try to not blow it covers here. So she's like, oh, see, Randy, Ben's my boyfriend. And uh, Ben, I know Randy from uh, from class. And there's the lie. Yeah, there's the lie. It is no longer just don't tell Ben. There is now lying involved. And then we put a name to the class. It's going to be epistemology. And Ben's going to be Ben doesn't like anyway. And then Ben's going to be like, oh, how did it go for you with the exam? (laughs) Ben is continuing to be friendly, Ben. Mm -hmm. He says it without agenda. Randy Mm -hmm. has a choice in this situation where he can either be like what the actual or he could play along and he plays along he does and i i think that's the right call Mm -hmm. it's not up to randy to blow this up um also ben is bigger than him yeah it was a good choice for randy yes (laughs) in this moment um knowing what we know about ben and his temper it is an especially good choice for Randy in this moment, but 
Randy's pretty unsettled. And he does have his frat brothers there. So like he probably wouldn't die, but yeah, good self-preservation, Randy. Yeah. You can see though. And I I see your point, like, you know, that he, I don't know if it's disappointment or just he's unsettled or what's going on, but like, I think he wish kind of wish it wouldn't have all gone down this way (laughs) next day. Like there's a lot of bad news here for Randy. I mean, he, he, he knows they didn't do it. Well, okay. In the best version, he knows they didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you know, he's there in between, you know, two people, one of whom has cheated on the other, right? So he's not that guy. Yeah. But it seems like he had fun with her. And they so, danced in Marcus's room together I after know. the bathroom, which I have to think wasn't good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have to think that well, in the bathroom, horrible yeah. things happened. And then after the bathroom, there was dancing in Marcus's room. Okay, look. You have to give the show points for not for showing. not showing the bath. Like it is a very like subtle, you know. Yeah, thanks for not flashing back to that moment. Like yeah. remember when we danced in Marcus's room? Woo! And then they showed the scene from that, and then remember the bathroom. I don't need that. Thank yeah. you, and, show, and they for making did the right not call. give it to you. Yeah, yeah. Even though good whatever. job. Yeah, thanks for that. Oh, good job. What was her name? Jenny Blumberg was that the writer? The writer's name Julie was Julie Blum- Blumberg and Joy Gregory. Julie Blumberg. Mm-hmm. Two characters from the show. It's true. Very true. I like I like your how you spotted that there. Yeah. All right, Fish. We're gonna meet somebody new. So Noel's now got this tech job, right? He's he's the computer fixer, and he's got a job where he's now going to drop in on a guy named Jason. Mm-hmm. who is a composer. Yes. And strangely, he has Natalie's orange Mac computer. Oh. Same. Probably the same computer. Freaking computer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking that was a budget choice. Yeah. So Jason has taken an instant liking to Noel. Mm-hmm. He's going to start serenading Noel. Yep. And he's looking deeply at Noel and he's like, you did you used to have blonde streaks in your hair <laughs> i was like uh-huh he's like well this is better this is better than the blonde streaks so here's the thing i can't even notice people's actual fashion and hair and makeup choices how on earth would somebody look at another human and be like did you used to look like this um because of the streaks they were so glaring and horrible it was the first thing i said when we met Leon, I was yeah, like, but "Oh my God, if his the streaks hair are gone now. How did you know that the streaks were there? What is the magic trick?" You see him when he had the streaks, and that was what he remembered because it was the worst thing. Oh, you think he met him before? Of course. That's why he said, "Did you used to have streaks in your hair?" I thought he just guessed. What? I, th- I thought there was like some telltale sign of how you know if somebody no. used to have streaks in their hair. He just, no, he, he'd seen him around and was like, oh, you're that guy. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I was like, well, how do you know? Is that like, what kind of a David Copperfield situation is this? Where you're just like, I think you used to have long, str-. like, I, I just don't, I was like, what, what is the sign? I don't know. Um, look, 
listeners, if you're if you are a homosexual male, please tell us, do you have magic? Can you tell? I know you can't, but tell us, tell us if I'm wrong. I guess, right? Or anybody, can anybody, does anybody have this talent where you can look at somebody's hair and know instantly the catalog of hairstyles they've had in the past? <laughs> like, I don't know how yeah. that can be a thing. It's not uh, a thing. Anyway, in this situation, Jason <laughs> actually does have a problem with his computer, which is it's going to be a virus. Mm-hmm. Now, how Noel resolves this, I would think, is the last thing you would do. Um, he's like, okay, you well, this run is- the Norton antivirus software. I think that's probably what. But then to open the attachment. Agreed. Don't do that. Like, even if you've determined that it's not yeah. <laughs> unsafe, like maybe don't open. Don't Listeners, don't open that. I know very little about tech, but here's what I do know. <laughs> Do not open suspicious attachments or links. Okay. Agreed. Yes. Um, do, um, don't just think that this was good advice. Nope. But nope. anyway, they, they're going to have to, people are going to have to start opening this attachment. Okay. Because otherwise, how is the plot going to move forward? So what's the. But, uh, but apparently the email did not have the virus. Otherwise, everybody would have had the virus. So the virus so. was different from the email. Still. Okay. Don't open the email. Don't open the email. Don't open the attachment, though. If you open the email, don't open the attachment. And whatever you do, never send a Nigerian prince money. Yeah. Not ever. Not if they promise to come here and give you money back and marry you and make you a princess. Don't do it. How does that ever work yes i have to think that they do it because it works yeah yeah i mean mostly for people who aren't tech savvy like this guy and apparently noel and apparently noel who opens email attachments that are suspicious anyway he's what is it force it's a photo picture the photo of felicity and randy and felicity is topless just basically just barely covering herself. Obviously it was after they lost ping pong or whatever game they were playing. Um, and that's now circulating. Strip ping pong. Yes, that's right. So uh, yeah, that's now circulating. Photographic evidence of her night with Randy. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was as risque as they could make it for public consumption my guess is in real life she don't got no clothes on and she's not covering herself up yeah i I mean i get they they gave us the idea for sure yeah i like how she's got like her hand over one of her boobs and then there's like a ping pong paddle over the other one Mm -hmm. it's like nice nice use of props there yeah so there's that now we're gonna get to a molly and elena scene and they are in the middle of talking about how smart the free pizza friday well molly is talking about how smart the free pizza friday idea is and who comes up richard uh president Mm -hmm. president code and i like how richard so richard is sort of the other the, the antithesis of what everybody else is doing in this episode. He is the guy who's brutally honest. 
honest to the point where you're like, you could have delivered that more kindly for yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. He's, He's like, uh, oh, you're the red co who drove Julie away. Yeah, nice to yep. meet you. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's that's Richard. Which is not uh, an accurate after... understanding either. What do you mean? I mean, Molly's arrival has nothing to do with Julie's departure. So oh, I don't even know yes. how it got organized like that in Richard's well, brain. He he explained it. He said <laughs> she's here. Julie's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's it. obvious. That was his yeah. whole train of thought. Yeah. And she had just complimented him. She saying had. what a great democratic strategy free pizza was. Yeah, which I think does pique Richard's interest a little bit because he can see that there's a a mild admiration there of some oh. nature. And so Molly is going to make a getaway. She's like, I have to leave for my American rhetoric class. And she runs away in her red coat. She does. And Richard is like, damn, that's a woman. Yeah. He said he asked Elena to fix him up with Molly. Yep. He would like her to make it happen. One yeah. date. That's all he needs. It's probably all he'd get be honest well i don't know i mean they're they seem to be hitting it off they, they do actually they do yeah that's so there's there's something brewing there maybe mm-hmm. well okay oh look here's another failed attempt yeah felicity leaves another Reach message for randy, randy through the frat house randy can you hear me randy randy <laughs> um no that's pretty much going to land the way all the other dozens of messages have landed. Mm-hmm. Now uh, we're going to get Ben and Sean together. They are so very Ben and Sean. <laughs> right here. Yeah. Um, Ben's trying Although, to make I don't a know cake. that I've, yeah, I don't think I've seen Ben trying to bake before, but. But I, it I do lines up that he'd be failing. like he's like yes trying to make a cake he's like um not sure how it's going i took a couple too many shortcuts like yeah that's that's right that feels right um so he asks sean how things went with the doctor sean is going to make a choice to lie to ben and sean is pretty committed to this being an infection so he goes, he runs with that. He says to Ben, oh, it's an infection. Yeah, I mean, I think Sean's lying to himself here. I too. think Sean's lying to himself as well. Um, and Ben is sort of like, great, good news. That's great to hear. Um, here's the wrinkle. Your <laughs> girlfriend <laughs> came to talk to me about how worried she is about you. Apparently, Megan stopped by Dean and DeLuca and asked Ben what was going on with Sean because they haven't been having sex. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, Ben's kind of like, I'd like this not to happening. Like I do not want to touch your balls and I don't want to talk about your sex life with your girlfriend. So you're going to tell her what's going on. Yeah. And I also think that, 
the way he delivered this didn't feel like the awkwardness that he had earlier around Ben, around Sean asking him to touch him. It, it was like, uh, it was like, man, are you going to talk to your girlfriend? And, yeah. I, and if this is an infection, which is what Sean just said it is, there's really not much reason for, for Sean not to tell Megan. And yet he's mm-hmm. still going to run with this idea and he's still going to lean in and he's still like, yeah, I won't. Well, he doesn't want to know that a man's got an infection, you know, like he, he just, he's going to try to explain this away. And he's sounds like he's just not going to tell her about it. He's going to let the infection clear up and he's not going to tell her about it. That's his plan. Yeah. And then when they start having sex again, it'll be fine. Mm. Good plan. Cause Megan totally just, she just runs with things. She's she's a cool gal who just this isn't gonna bother her at all. Yeah, he's this is a plan born of denial, is what yeah. this is, yeah. unfortunately. And we're seeing it, we're seeing it play out that way. And now, so Noel, having now seen this photo of Felicity, he's gonna show mm. Felicity the photo, and Felicity is freaking out. She's like, I've got to tell Ben, I've got to tell him now. And I love that she apparently doesn't care that the entire school has like a naked picture of her. She's just like, oh my God, Ben's going to find out. Yeah, it's the top of mind thing for her. Noel is giving kind of the, the suggestion that you were mentioning earlier where he says, wait, 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 don't, don't tell him right now. Maybe tell him tomorrow, right? Like, let this, <laughs> let the birthday plans run their course is what he's trying to get at. And he says it. He's like, you know, Ben's planning something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, don't ruin it. I mean, it's it's the same kind of Pavone advice. I mean, she's just, she's just getting bad advice this from is, everyone. This is different advice, though, from Pavone. Pavone was like, under no circumstances ever be honest with him about this. No, 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 no. That's not what she said. She She said, said, don't tell Ben about it. Oh, and then she said, don't have sex until you know. She said both of those things. She said, don't tell Ben. Yeah. And then she said, definitely don't have sex until you know for sure yourself. But she was not. She was not saying that once you knew. Yeah then okay noel is saying wait a day so it's different it's different advice Hmm. um and i i had the sense that it was coming from a there's this whole thing planned for you tonight and that would be incredibly awkward all around for you to have the conversation now um that to me is where i thought the delay was coming from I, i don't know if he might have also said, like, figure out for yourself what happened first. <clears throat> but yeah. it, um, it, his advice was do it, but wait. How do you feel about that advice? Well, um, she had no idea that there was a thing planned. So I think it's helpful that Noel gives her context that, like, there's every single person you care about is going to be collected in a room. Ben is planning it. <laughs> like, it helps to have a sense of like why the timing might be so terrible this evening but he and didn't she can make her tell choice her there. he didn't tell her that there was a surprise party he said, he said she, he has a thing planned yeah he has plans which we find out later is 
him and Felicity going to dinner, right? That's mm-hmm. what she thinks the plans are. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's saying to her, Oh, you know, don't don't ruin that. Yeah. Um, but like he was he was I trying don't... not to ruin the surprise, but he was also trying not to ruin the surprise. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. It, it was a needle that he was threading here. And um I think, you know, if you're gonna say this might not be the best time, give her a reason. So she knows what she's dealing with and she can make a choice. Yeah. You know, they give her the real reason. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, she almost dropped it very awkwardly in front yeah. of all of her friends, not too long after this, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I also don't love this advice. Um, cause so I got, I guess some sort of similar advice, but, too late where um you know there was like graduation and everything and i like broke up with my boyfriend i don't know one or two days before graduation mm-hmm. and then i sort of my mom came along and was like oh i like i can't believe he did that to you and i was like actually i did it and she was like oh like you should have you know not ruined you know graduation you guys could have had such a great time and it's like but if i knew that i was going to break up with him and i'm not telling him then then we're not going to have a great time and he's probably going to feel used mm-hmm. so like i timing I is always tricky this. timing is always tricky um it's different if you're like living together and you need to like figure stuff out mm-hmm. but like i don't know just for like a birthday party i'm not loving it mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know timing is always a questionable tricky thing i've i'm the type of person that i've tended to err on the side of like mm, well it depends it depends on the situation there have been times that I've dropped the information early and was really penalized for that. <laughs> um, not, not this specific scenario, but like, it just, um, I don't know. I think you, you kind of weigh it out, but I do think that if she didn't even know what she was weighing out, it doesn't really help. So I guess having a little more information would have been useful to her. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to start to see what these plans actually look like. And it's significant. We've got a documentary style, uh, coverage happening of everybody prepping at the loft for Felicity's surprise party. Everybody's, you know, everybody's going to be part of this and we've got are a mess. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. Cause there's a lot of important conversations <laughs> happening between people. We're going to get Richard and Molly who are blowing up balloon animals. Your favorite pastime fish. <laughs> <gasps> I, saw I know I saw them and I was like, yep, that's going to come up again. I thought of you. Um, Richard and <laughs> Molly are, uh, well, Molly's leaving a birthday wish for Felicity. She's making a comment about astrological signs. Um, yeah. So Felicity, like myself, is a Scorpio. And, you know, we are known for perhaps being vindictive and 
just like if as a Scorpio, if I tell someone that I'm a Scorpio, um, they usually run and like, we can also be super loyal, like, you know, wonderful. Like we have our good traits too, but like of all the astrological signs, I would say it is the one that has the most, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Caveat. Um, (laughs) No, like. Baggage? No. Negative Um, connotation? I'm throwing out words and I'm feeling increasingly more self-conscious about. (laughs) It's closer to negative connotation. It's like when you say something and people judge you. Oh. Uh, There's a word darn okay i'll think well i'm here to tell everybody fish may be a scorpio but she's amazing okay that's it i'm a triple scorpio so there's a reason i'm the cynic oh okay um melissa knows nothing about astrological triple scorpio mean like uh it has to do with like your rising and setting and other side ah. it has to do with the stars and the moon and all that stuff right it turns out triple scorpio is an excellent combination <laughs> as far as i can tell all mm. right folks um don't let anybody tell you different so you now you you all know somebody who's a triple scorpio who's awesome uh anyway so just like felicity yeah well we don't know if she's a triple scorpio oh that's true and so okay so we got the balloon animal situation happening there with richard and molly and then we've got megan who's trying to have a conversation with ben she's like stigma it has the most stigma oh got it got it there we go (laughs) i knew it would come yeah we got there we got yep. there in the end, guys. Eventually. Everybody, yep. you can feel your relief now. Yep. This is what happens when yeah. you get older. Yeah. So Megan's going to try to have a conversation with Ben. She's trying to get to the root of this. Is Sean cheating? Mm-hmm. What's going on with Sean? Because that's the way she acted when she cheated and got crabs. Yeah. That's definitely ben is getting more information than he bargained more, for. yeah more yeah. information for ben this yeah. is what happens when you don't tell megan yeah so okay so ben's getting you know ben's pretty amped up here he's looking for these ribs to come but what we do know is the cake is ruined the cake <laughs> is just like a smoking brick of a mess they open up the oven smoke comes out of it they throw the cake in the garbage the doorbell rings it's the ribs I love that he throws the entire cake pan. <laughs> He's just like, this is so, I am so disgusted with what I have done. Everything <laughs> shall be thrown away. This is a curse on all future cakes that are made in this pan too, if we use this pan. So, but then he's like the ribs and he runs to the door. I love yeah. how he keeps shouting ribs. <laughs> he's running to the door. And the first time he answers the door, it's not ribs, it's Javier. Yeah. But it's Javier also a surprise. with the birthday tiramisu. <laughs> like you do. Um, yeah. Amazing. I was just looking at the Guinness uh, Guinness World Record uh, tiramisu. 
um, I think it was, could be wrong about this. Someone else look it up. But I think it was 6,000 pounds. Right. And they were like walking it down this street. It was made in Italy. So it was like amazing. And they actually have the recipe online. Mm-hmm. So you can make your own 6,000 pound tiramisu. Which nobody can do because who has that? Like, that's not somebody that did it. Accommodate for most, I mean, in most kitchens. <laughs> I. I mean, look, I'm Italian, so I know that I'm blaspheming here, but I think the tiramisu is absolutely disgusting. So a 6,000 pound tiramisu sounds like the worst dessert plan on earth. Again, give me something really dense. Oh, that's right. It is fudgy. fluffy. Yeah, that's the thing. It seems like a good idea, but I'm like, how fluffy does a dessert need to be, guys? Come on. Um, they are giving you 6,000 pounds of it. So like you could probably crush quite a bit into something a little more compact dense. it into something that's more dense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there's that. So then, um, <laughs> fortunately Javier sensed that there would need to be a cake resolution here, just as some people can sense that somebody used to have blonde streaks in their hair. <laughs> he has a sixth sense for cooking disasters. Yeah. Some people have, is the other there, a sixth sense for hair streaking? The answer is no. The guy had seen Noel. <laughs> He'd seen him around. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Jury's out. Okay. How did you Jury guys interpret it? Listeners, Jury came back. Jury came back. The answer was no. No. Listeners, you get to weigh in on this. What do you Please mean? do. What happened? Please um, do. So the, door's gonna, the doorbell's going to ring again. And... We have a lot of product placement in this one. We had Norton. Oh. Now we have beer, we have Dr. Hoot, we have all kinds, all yeah, kinds in this there's a one. a lot going on here. So Ben's going to get excited. It's the ribs. No, it's Noel. Yep. yep. And beer. With beer. Sam Adams beer. Mm-hmm. And, and then the doorbell is going to ring again. It's Tom, it's the ribs. <laughs> ben runs across the room to get to the door and it is, well. It's a small it's package. A small box. I mean, there may be like half a rack in there, like a single serving for Felicity. Or like a child size. I mean, best case scenario. Yeah. At least she would get some. Maybe. He's signing for the package, but you can see this doesn't feel good to him. He's like, uh, got anything else in the truck, maybe? Yeah. Like ribs? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe <laughs> ribs. Like all the ribs I ordered. So then he's everybody's like it, it, it's sort of like dun 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 yeah. dun 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 dun. <laughs> he carries the box to the table. He opens up the box. And Javier at this point goes something like, Oh, Benjamin, I can't believe you did this. <laughs> and then he opens up the box and it's a book. It's a cookbook. Yeah. It, it will tell you how to cook the ribs. There are no actual ribs. And I love Noel's line here. He just gets really flustered and he looks at Ben and he says, I cook ribs, not book. I know he, he clicked ribs, not book. Oh, so he was saying you clicked 
It was like this, you were supposed it, to. Yeah, click it was ribs, like Noel's book. This must have been Noel's fault. And I was like, no, no, I clicked ribs, ribs, not book. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or he could have gone full caveman. <laughs> I mean, I really enjoyed the way I heard it. Okay, I'm not gonna. You know what? You go with what you you do. You okay, right, Fish? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Javier rolls up his sleeves. He's like, time for a cooking miracle. 30 minute miracle here. Everybody tell me what ingredients we have. I'll make something. <laughs> I'm going to make be... something. This is not the first time he has saved an event. I'm guessing it won't be the last. Very likely not. Um, yeah. Okay. So we're going to go back to non-documentary now. Felicity and Ben are going to meet up on the street to go to dinner and ah ben left his wallet at the loft ah can we just go back real quick that old ploy yeah meanwhile every possible second she gets a chance plus he's like ben can i just can i talk can we can can (laughs) we can i talk to you about something today um but he is in the middle of carrying out this surprise party plan his mind is elsewhere yeah and we get another nice moment between Richard and Molly, who are now bonding over Doctor Who. Yeah. And they name some doctor. Yeah, I I guess there's been more than one Doctor Who. We apologize for our lack of knowledge of Doctor Who. We don't know about Doctor Who. Okay, I know a little. Just very, very little. Uh, I know that it's because I worked with British people and apparently the first doctor that you see is your doctor. It's like no one else will ever compare to the first doctor that you see. I have seen one season of Doctor Who. Oh. And it is because my doctor only did one season. And it was the guy right before Tenet started. And nope, never watched it again. Well, I tried like one episode and I was like, that's not Doctor Who. Oh, I see. Um, so it turns so out that Fish actually knows quite that. a lot about Doctor Who. I maintain uh, that I know next to nothing. <laughs> and I, I, I wouldn't say that's a lot compared to what most people who know stuff about Doctor Who. That is not a lot. Okay, um, that's fair. But we knew something. I, there's a TARDIS, uh, which see, I believe already. is a phone booth also a spaceship i'm okay. so i'm sorry i'm not 100 sure that that is correct great news um, so I, I who knows about dr who really but what we do know is that richard is surprised mm-hmm. he is pleasantly, pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. about who molly's idea of the real dr who is yeah the best doctor the best doctor um so that's happening and they're bonding over that which is surprising people at the party Everyone. And then yeah. we're going to go documentary. I don't know why we're going documentary style for this, but um, Megan's like being interviewed. She says, I just want to talk to you, Sean. Just, I just want to talk to you. <laughs> like, yeah, well, he, wants, me. he wants Megan to leave a birthday message. Yeah. For I guess so. She that's not what she wants to do right now. Yeah. <laughs> she would like to talk about their sex life. Yeah. So then we're going to go back non-documentary. Full City and Ben are now approaching the loft. Now, at this point, I will say, I got all the way to this point, And then I went, oh, 
it's a surprise party. That's why it's called surprise. Yeah, it took me that long. Yeah. I actually said it out loud. But at I the point like, when you went, oh, it's a surprise party. I was like, <laughs> what no, is I got, happening? I got that it was a surprise party. <laughs> okay. But the connection I made was that that's why the episode was called Surprise. Oh, I, it's just like <laughs> when you said it in the middle of watching, you're like, oh, it's a surprise party. I was like, what, what is going on? <laughs> I am calling myself out and being honest with all like, of you. How do I not that's how long in this moment? Yeah. It took me. To I feel a lot better about your explanation. Thank you for sharing that. Because it's like, I don't know. What can I say about fish? Um, <laughs> so Felicity is dying to tell Ben yeah. her news, her her terrible news that should not be revealed in front of every single friend in your friend group. And well, we um, know how hard it is for Felicity not to say what's on her mind. And so they're just like, let's remember the that. hand is on the door. Like they're walking into the loft. She's just like, Ben, yeah. I just have to. And you're like, no. <laughs> I know. It's like, don't do it. Don't do it. And then fortunately. She doesn't do it. Everybody shouts surprise right at yes. that moment. And she doesn't get to do it. And yeah. you can see Noel stand up like. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness that could have been. Because he knows what she was going to just say. Uh-huh. But they whisk her away and they, they start the party and um I just love Richard and Sean dancing. Yes. They're just jamming to what sounded like Latin music and then somehow shifted like three genres in mm-hmm. like five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they were uh, just they were gems they were real gems dancing together <laughs> i just love that moment um actually there's like a couple moments they keep coming back to them yeah in this dance and the second moment love is it. actually better for me <laughs> yeah sean is like is he's doing the when you most of your body is still straight and yet you're still head banging somehow yeah yeah it's amazing yeah richard really gets into the full body motion as well so there's that. And we're going to go from that to Megan just directly asking Sean, do you have crabs? <laughs> As they're trying to eat their pasta. Well, which is how Sean takes it. He's like, no, I got the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. That was not what I meant. <clears throat> yeah. So Sean's just like, no, no. Look, it's just, it's not a big deal. Okay. Not a big deal. Just put it away. Mm. he's like can't a guy just not be in the mood yeah. uh, and megan's like uh bs i'm calling bs on that but yeah she's really not buying it um no. and so okay so now we're seeing just little moments of felicity being incredibly awkward with ben well all throughout this party this is what i'm I don't know. Like I'm watching Felicity and they're like handing her drinks and she's smiling and she's, she really kind of seems to be pulling off the whole, like, I'm not an emotional wreck right Mm -hmm. now. And I kind of feel like that, that hasn't been her character that we've seen so far, but 
when I think about it, I mean, she's had this role for her parents, right? Mm-hmm. Where she must have put on some sort of facade and maybe she's kind of channeling that. But I just kind of wrote down, how is she doing this? Well, but to be fair, they're giving us these little moments where she looks at Ben and she just looks incredibly awkward and uncomfortable. Like they are showing us also these moments where she's like grinning and bearing it and like putting on a brave face and all that. But they give us these little moments here and there where they just, the camera lingers on Felicity's face looking at Ben like, oh, you know, like I was really needed to talk to you about this thing. Um, She's going to get a chance in a second. She is. Um, Big surprise. Molly and Richard. Who's going to ruin it? Yeah, it's going to be a Molly Richard duo situation here (laughs) where they've now gotten really far into the Doctor Who conversation, which I can still contribute as little to that as I could (laughs) five minutes ago. Um, And so this, this is part, this is the part that gets a little technically weird, right? Because, um, they're they want to look something up but they're not going to google they're going to richard's email but when we see the computer it says sean has a new email (laughs) what's happening on this computer i don't know okay i'm not gonna ask it's a little messy it's a little weird um so have you heard of the multiverse i've heard of it (laughs) I'm not sure what it is, but I feel like this is where it starts. It's right here. We're having multiple verses at the same time. Okay. Okay. There's that. Yep. Um, I honestly, All of them are going to end badly. Oh, okay. I'm just going to, you know, those of you who understand what Fish said, you play <laughs> out what you think that meant. Pause the podcast and you yeah. play it out. Okay. Cause that's a conversation I don't know how to have. And then <laughs> we're going to come back to this one. Um, but I think it'll be a lot more rewarding for you if you hit pause and you just like think about all the things you want to say to fish and then email us, <laughs> email us and then and, and share your agreement with yeah. where you're just, yeah, I think that that would be good because, you know, I will put out there, we have been thinking in the future potentially doing another show it could be sci-fi now if you have been insulted by anything that has happened in this show uh this podcast just remember that when we ask you to vote in like a year Uh if if we if we even we'll see how it all goes Yeah. yeah yeah so uh okay somehow technology wise Richard and Molly are looking at this. I don't know what they're looking at. I, I honestly have no idea email. whose email they're looking at. Is they're, it Richard's email? Is it Sean's email? Both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> somebody received an email. Yes. And Noel sees that somebody received an email and goes, oh, don't, don't click on that. It's, uh, it's got a virus. Yeah. So they're going to open the email, of course. They're going to open the of attachment. Course. And Absolutely. the photo of Felicity is going to come onto the screen somehow, okay? Yeah. But in the meantime, Ben has walked over. Mm-hmm. That's right. And now he's in prime view to see what's going on on the screen there. And he's like, what is that photo? He says to Felicity. Yeah. 
Tulsi says, can we just talk outside, please? <laughs> it's like, you know, this conversation I've been trying to have with you for like... Yeah, this was it. A whole day. So Ben's back is all the way up. And Felicity says, he, he said, what is that? I, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't remember what happened. I just, I had a lot to drink and I blacked out and oof. Yeah. I mean, this is... I also am not loving this because um, Ben says what happened and she kind, I feel like she kind of makes it sound like maybe she was roofied uh, because his next question is who gave you those drinks? Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, is it this frat party? And he just, he's gone. Yeah. He's like, I'm cracking heads. Yeah. I don't actually know how he knows where to go or where what nope. frat she's talking about, but Mm-mm. you know, we're just moving things along here in this episode. He has a sixth sense of where his girlfriend what? blacked yeah. out. Like it, yeah. it's just look, yeah. don't ap- apply too much <laughs> rigor to your interpretation of how all this goes down in this episode is all I'm saying. Yeah, I just um, really don't <clears throat> like the fact that that she did make it sound like it kind of i don't want to say like it wasn't her fault but like she didn't give enough context for her to say i don't know if if i was or not but she just sort of made it sound like someone roofied her and he hears that and he's that's that's what's in his mind and the thing is, if you're Felicity in this situation and you know everything that's just happened with Ben's dad. Yeah. You have been with him two episodes ago when he was live wire Ben. I just, yes, she was drunk. Is this how you open the delivery of this? I was drunk. I was blacked out. Like, yeah, I don't know what happened. The like, thing is, I had, it's I had so a lot of triggering drinks. for Ben, you know, like, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what other story she's supposed to tell here, but she obviously has not given a moment's thought <clears throat> to how to package this specifically for Ben, you know, like but she may have. And he just like the whole thing surprised her, right? Yeah, like, blew up. yeah, I don't like, know. She wasn't <laughs> expecting to have to have the conversation like. He, I mean, he was on her the second he saw that photo. I mean, he, it was like he saw it and he was like, what happened? Yeah. I just, he's so triggered by yeah. this. And, and rightly so. For a lot of reasons, but one of which has nothing to do with Felicity. You know? Yeah. And it's just like, and we'll see him, you know, say this again later but it's just like i don't know just the whole you were drunk and now you have a thing that you need to apologize away there's just too much context for him with this yeah and then he like really hits the you lied to me but like yeah am i 100 percent sure that that's what he's most mad about like i don't know it's really hard to know what he's most mad about in this situation. But I think everything about this is like perfectly customized to be a bad news for him. You know, like, it's just, I mean, it would be bad news for anybody, but I think um, he's just not in a stable place to be able to deal with this specific situation. So 
there there's that tension ben's left felicity comes back into the room just everybody clearly the party has stopped uh everybody's just looking at her leaning against the door Obviously. i mean i'm assuming that similar to the first time when nobody heard them everybody has just heard this uh this fight yeah and so yeah. felicity just kind of you know in a in a incredibly sad lost broken kind of way leans against the wall and says what do i do and javier is going to be right there for her eat tiramisu Mm -hmm. that is the solution yeah yeah that's his plan that's the let's just ignore all this for a minute and just have a party again shall we so Ben now shows up at the frat, somehow knowing what frat he's supposed to go to. Yep. And he's going to say, where's Randy? I know. Did she name Randy? I don't think so. So he's also intuited the name of the guy in the picture. Oh, no, no. The guys tell him. So he's like. Who took the photo of my yeah, girlfriend? Yeah, he starts with out with who sent out the picture. Yeah. And and, the, and they say something like, oh, of Felicity. Like, you're talking about Felicity. Name. Yeah. Because she's called every single one of them asking for Randy. Yeah. So then they're going to name Randy. And so um, they've got, there's three guys there. Mm-hmm. And they're each just going to keep making, this making it worse. Yeah. And by the end of it, we've got one guy who's like, well, your girlfriend slept with Randy. This guy. And then another guy who's like, and she was not acting. And basically she was not acting like she had a boyfriend. That's not exactly what he said, but it was like, you know, she, she, she wasn't acting attached or something. Yeah. And this just like, I, I don't know that I, believe this reaction of Ben. Ben just, this knocks all of the anger out of him. She, mm-hmm. He's now found out that his girlfriend cheated on him. And, and now he's not going to hit anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um... I guess it just sort of like stuns him. And it's also this thing where it's like, when he left Felicity, his question was, who gave you those drinks? Mm -hmm. But when he gets to the frat house, he's asking about the picture. Yeah. It's like, okay, you have to establish it. It was Felicity, but then the question became who gave her the drinks so like the fact she slept with randy doesn't necessarily mean well between when he left felicity and when he shows up in this frat he had to keep walking around with the picture showing everybody and saying who took this picture that's how he found the frat and so (laughs) it's actually his 50th take he's been to every house yeah um so the conversation obviously has to start with like verifying he's in the right place (laughs) um i guess that would make this make sense i don't know Mm -hmm. um okay 
Okay. So we're going to see Molly and Richard debrief. They're walking somewhere together on the, they're on the street walking and, or they're on the sidewalk walking and um, Richard's now, disgusted. Yeah. Since I've already like misunderstood like eight lines, what, what, what did Richard say? Uh, I didn't write down that line. Okay. Because I wrote down that he said, some people are stains. Uh, that does sound like what he said. Yeah. Okay. Because it seems he's, like a weird thing to say. He's disgusted with Felicity. Yeah. And again. Molly is saying, you know, you're a real Puritan, aren't you? Yeah. And I love this about her. She's like, you're a Puritan. Let's try some role play. I'll play Hester Prince. Yeah. I mean, she just goes hard in on him. Mm -hmm. And he freaks the F out. Yeah. He's like, I can't. I, I can't be involved in a sex scandal. I'm, I'm the president. They're all out to get me. Yeah. Was, and for a moment there, I was like, is he trying to turn it into like a, a spy thing? Like, did he want to go a different way? Does he not know who Hester Prynne is? And then I was like, oh, no, wait he's just scared he's terrified he's trying to bring this to a grinding halt he does not want this to happen and molly's coming on to him hard and hard. he's like trying to like wiggle his way out of the situation and he's like you don't even know anything about me. you don't even know my middle name and then she guesses his middle name and now he's really freaked out and it's yeah. just this whole thing again I am just going to maintain because I know where they're headed with Molly. None of these writers talked about what they were going to do with Molly. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't continue her role playing because, I mean, personally, I can't think of anyone sexier than Hester Prynne. Um, you know, with all of the petticoats. <laughs> um, but. I don't know. Richard's getting real squirrely and we're, you know, we're going to get a, uh, you know, a, a potential answer as to why. Now I am going to go on the record right now and say, I do not think he's gay. Okay. Um, I don't know what the answer is there, but I, I just don't. Okay. Fair enough. All right. I, don't know, I feel like they've done enough with like different gay characters that I don't know if if you're gonna try to like introduce him as a gay character, I don't know. Maybe like give him a soul first. Mm -hmm. Just a thought. Um, I mean, we we are going to explore Richard's reaction more. Um. Maybe in starting the next episode, I think. So I almost feel like this episode and last episode could, this episode and the next episode could almost be like a to be continued sort of thing, but we know that they don't very often do that. Yeah. Um, also that you feel that way about most episodes. Uh, I mean, this feels like a particular continuation sort of storyline for almost every storyline. Um, oh. I'm just trying to think. 
No, it's different writer and director for the next one. So, okay. Well, we'll see how it lands. But all right, we're going to have another Sean and Megan scene. And now that they've seen this whole thing play out with Ben and Felicity, Sean's it's given Sean some pause. So he is looking at Megan. He's like, you know, just having witnessed what we witnessed tonight, I feel like we just shouldn't have secrets. <laughs> Megan's like, Absolutely. right. That's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. I've never had. Well, no, she's had secrets. Yeah, she probably has. Still don't know what's in her box. Um, yeah. But, but he know. says part of what's happening. Um, he says that he has a sore nut. Yep. He I mean, tells that's her how he says it. It's like no secrets. I have a sore nut. And he says that, you know, the doctor gave him antibiotics for an infection. He's definitely leaving out some important stuff. But then he does sort of say he was kind of thinking maybe I should get an ultrasound, but it seems like, and then Megan drills down on that. Well, he doesn't say the ultrasound thing at first. I don't think she, he says, says it's sort infection. of at the end of this. Yeah. yeah. He says the infection part and she looks at him and she's like, that's it. Like what, why would you think that was a big deal? And then she just looks at him and says, what else did the doctor say? Yeah. It was like, she knows Sean. Yeah. And she is going to be brutally honest. And he sort of haphazardly mentions the ultrasound here, but he's still yeah. sort of fixated on this being an infection. And the thing is, I think the way that they play this, you, the way they play this, I interpret it that Megan sees that it's not that he's lying to her. It's that he's lying to himself. And to her by proxy, which is a bit of a different thing because you need to, I think, approach that more delicately. Which she does not. She doesn't, but you pro you approach it differently than if it's like, oh, you're just not telling me. It's like, well, okay, you aren't telling yourself. So she holds up, she's looking at tarot cards. She gets the the emperor card. She's like, oh, it's Turned the emperor. Yeah. Turned, turned, yeah, upside down. And to her, that down. means something. It doesn't really mean a lot to me, but for her, she's explaining the context of that to Sean. And she's saying, you know, this is, this is basically cowardice. This is like the person who covers, you know, the, the window with a blanket. So you can't see the approaching army. Um, it is a sign of weak character. People mm -hmm. do not face the facts. And she's basically saying, don't ignore this. She says, get the ultrasound. Yeah. She's like, take the ultrasound. Mm -hmm. He's like, no. She's like, will you get it if I ask you to? And he's like, no. She's like, you're an idiot. She leaves. walks away. Mm -hmm. uh, tough love. I Real feel tough like love. that's the only kind with Megan, except, except later in this episode you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, she's, she's just not having it. And so I think, you know, her leaving is going to make him think, but we don't see that yet. So we are going to go to Epstein bar where Ben is having a drink and Noel comes looking for him. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Noel really knows how to deliver information in this scene, it's well, like my, I, I, I love this moment. So Ben's having a beer 
And Noel walks up and he looks straight at the bartender and says, Scotch, straight up. And I said, seriously? And then Noel looks at Ben and says, I've never ordered that before. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, that tracks. Got it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Noel does not strike me as the Scotch straight up kind of guy. Okay. What does he strike you as? Pina colada, strawberry Ah. daiquiri. Okay. There you have it. So he gets a Scotch straight up and he just, I don't know. He's just like, look, we've both done, done, done things. She didn't, he's, he's sort of, I don't know. Well, he starts out and he's like, look, we're friends. I am going to take that silence as a confirmation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ben is just not engaging. Yeah. He's, he's just not, um, but Noel's kind of excusing away. Uh, he's trying to, I don't know. He's trying to soften things a little bit for Felicity. He's trying to soften the ground or at least like make Ben more receptive. Yeah. He's trying to, I guess, give him some empathy for what has happened. He's, yeah. you know, but he, but he couches it in the, in his own I think what becomes clear, like his own regret about. I think that is the most interesting and effective line of the entire scene at the very end. So he says two. the first time he says, you know, the silence is confirmation, more friends. And he's like, you know, I'm just here to say, don't make the same mistake I did. Like even from the start, it's like he's talking about his relationship with Felicity. Yeah. And, and Ben's then like, just because you dated to, Felicity doesn't mean yeah. you know anything about this. And he and doesn't. That's the thing. He doesn't know all the stuff that's been going on. And when on. Ben says he doesn't get it, he really doesn't. Because also no. Ben's got all this layer with his dad's alcoholism that's being probably brought into this. And Noel doesn't know anything about that. So there's actually quite a lot here. Yeah. Softening it with we've all done like dumb things on drunken nights. We did something stupid. Like this is not what Ben needs to hear right now. Yeah. And I think Noel sort of realizes that and realizes the best thing I can do is probably walk away from this table. But he, he says like, look, here's the last thing, you know, if, if you push her away because of this, you'll regret it that I know. And I guess that gets in a little, um, very little it's very it's loaded it's enough to get ben off his butt which it's is an, all he was hoping for i guess it's an incredibly loaded comment to make and i think like you can also read that like if ben wanted to he could also be like kind of pissed because it could sort of signal that no does Noel still have feelings for felicity is that what we're supposed to take away from this i don't I think know so. um so like it gets in but then it's also like you asshole I don't know. Um, well, it, well <laughs> the way I read it was he he hears it, and then it's like, is Noel potentially like a competitor if I don't? Like, if I don't make this work with Felicity, like, he's got another, she's got another guy in the wings. That's an interesting interpretation of it. Yeah, so... 
There's that. But next thing we are going to see is Ben going to Felicity's door and saying, let's talk. But he, that's about as much tolerance as he had. Like he went in with enough tolerance to say, let's talk, but not enough to actually have a conversation. So it's like, they need to stop talking in hallways. They need to be seated in a place where it is hard to get out of so that Ben can't just keep running away. Yeah. So Ben's going to, Ben's, you know, he's going to fixate on, well, he's going to say, look, you got drunk, you slept with somebody and you didn't tell me. Well, he says, you know, you're telling me you got drunk. You got so drunk that you blacked out and, you know, it's, and Felicity is sort of like, yeah, look, I get it. It's not an excuse, like, but I don't know what I did. Mm-hmm. But at the point when she's starting to reiterate, like, yeah, I got drunk. I, I don't remember. And he's just like realizing, like, I really, I can't with this, you know, just her once again, like drinking being a reason why somebody is having to explain them. Like it, it just felt like when she says again, like I got drunk and she's just not able to tolerate this. He just doesn't have it in him. Um, And then, and then he's, and she's like, I don't even know what happened. And Ben's going to reveal you slept with him is what you did. And that crushes Felicity. Nope. And then he is gone. He is out of there. Yeah. Down that hallway. And the thing is, like, she's upset that he's upset. But when he says you slept with him, that's like. Uh, she Now that brings all of those feelings, you know, like it's like all the shame or whatever she's feeling for herself. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, my God, I've got to, you know, when she when she starts crying at the door, it's like, ah, what did I do? You know, like, I can't believe I did this. Um, it becomes less about Ben in that moment and more about her having to deal with the fact that she just slept with a stranger, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because she's been so fixated on Ben. Um, is it a, like, oh, I saw, like, she doesn't remember it. And I, I don't know if this amount of time is enough to, like, I don't know, start, <laughs> start to think about, you know, I blacked out anything could have happened, you know, this happened, like, to me, the, I can't believe I did this is more about Ben. Mm -hmm. It's like, he's walking away from me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever it made her think her next move is going to be to go to the frat. She needs answers and she's going to look for Randy and Randy's going to be there. And She's like, how could you share the photos? And he says, I didn't, it wasn't me. Um, There's this 
one of his brothers is walking around and yeah, is being... I'm calling him toxic frat guy. Yeah, he's so annoying. He's like, yeah, buddy, talking with Felicity. Like, it's get away, man. Like, go to Put another your room. shirt on and leave us alone. Randy makes him leave. Randy says, go. It's time for you to leave. Um, and then Felicity is asking what happened. Randy says, we didn't have sex. You were really sick. I put you to bed. The brothers assumed what happened and I let them and that's it. That's what happened. And yeah. um, he, he actually says this. Um, he's like, yeah, I let the brothers assume it. I thought, you know, what's the harm? They think I was a wicked stud. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. That even in the best version of Randy, I don't love Randy, but I just hate the word wicked. Yeah. I mean, okay. that's just never use that word. It's just nope. New England all the way. It is. So, you know, this is, but, you know, Felicity now got information from the source. The conversation yep. she's needed to have this whole time. And so this kind of lifts her spirits because at least she doesn't have to deal with the fact that she did that. You know, like it's not a thing, according to Randy. And so now we're going to go back to Megan and Sean. And Sean's going to go to Me going to find Megan at her apartment. And he, so he, he probably should have led with, I booked the appointment for the ultrasound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I thought about what you said and I booked it. Unfortunately, he doesn't say that. He's like, Look, now that I'm dealing with this thing, you can't be. And she's like, you're not dealing with it. You're ignoring it. It's not the same thing. <laughs> and he's like, he's, what, with my nose, you called me a big baby. Like, what's up? Yeah. But then, you know, her saying that inspires him to say, okay, I booked, I booked the appointment for the ultrasound. I came here to ask if you'd come with me. Yeah. And Megan does her classic, you know, I don't know if this was really needed yeah, in the situation. I, really, I don't <laughs> think I can. I'm getting a tattoo. And uh, Sean's like, what? She's like, I'm just kidding. Of course I'll come with you. Yeah. That was a weird moment for that, but that's, that's fine. Um, well, that's what she does. I guess so. So we're going to go back to, was this documentary style? Um... Oh, yeah, it was. Noel's talking about, yes. um, Noel's first talking, it's very quick. Noel talks to the camera about how he had another computer emergency call with that guy, Jason. And he said, that room is turning out to be a real zone of disturbing in imagery. Yeah. And then we see non-documentary style, the zone. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, you know, he says, Noel says to Sean, you know, this this music major, it's a, it's a little weird. He likes me. Yeah. And he walks into this room full of candles. Lit and if candles. You, all, all lit candles. It's dark. And if you remember from my earlier commentary on when Ben um, drew the bath for Felicity, mm -hmm. there is no no better sign of romance mm -hmm. than a multi-wick candle. Yeah. And there is a, not just two wick, 
but three wick red candle. Wow. Wow. That's right. significant. It so is. We're, we're getting this room. It's the candles. It's the Bach. Jason's like, do you know Bach? <laughs> I was like, not really, you know? And he says, well, it just so happens, you know, I have tickets to a Bach festival. Would you like to join me for a Bach mm -hmm. festival? Tickets now knowing that you. Philharmonic. Yeah. New York Philharmonic. Noel, Noel just says, you know what? I'm really flattered, but you know what? I am straight. Well, he asks, do you have a crush on me? Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. So Noel rejects him, says I'm straight. And but he's like, oh. To add uh... insult to injury, he first <laughs> says lighting candles is not okay in, in the dorms. Yeah. As um, a former RA, he feels like yeah, he needs to he share. Was, he was an RA, so he, did, he was the best RA. And yeah. um, so quickly, uh, Jason has to run around the room and blow out all of the wicks mm -hmm. on all of the candles, yeah. including the three wick romantic one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he's just, uh, he'll just say, look, my computer's really fine. Noel gets up to go, but on his like, way yeah, out. Yeah, I figured that out. <laughs> yeah, on his way out, he's going to see a picture of Jason and Richard. Jason has his arm around Richard. They're shirtless. They're standing in front of a boat. Um, yep. And, you know, some sort of uh, summer getaway. I don't know. Um, we don't know what it is. That's all we know. You know, maybe Jason was Minnie Mouse. It could have been. It could have been. Yeah. So now we're going to go to a scene of Sean with the doctor. He's had an ultrasound. The doctor is telling him, all right, look, so you do have a mass. We want to see if it's malignant. Mass, a lump, a mm -hmm. growth. Mm -hmm. It's not good news, right? This is the next level of not good news that he could get in this situation. And so they want to they want to see if it's malignant. Um, the doctor is like, well, you could get a second opinion. Just be quick about this. And Sean, the air is really coming out for Sean. And he says, can you bring Megan in? This is a sweet scene. This is yeah. Sean sitting up on the table and Megan comes in and she's just trying to read the room, which she can read pretty quickly. Mm. There's an energy in it. And she just comes around the, around the table, sits next to Sean and holds his hand. And they just sit, sit there and say nothing. Uh, she knows. Yeah. She knows what's I up. think that that was a great moment. Just it, it's, you know, the holding space for someone else, just sitting with them, just, you know, being there. But the, I mean, the doctor has basically, you know, said the C word now. It's like, obviously they're going to do a, a biopsy and, you know, they're going to, Gonna have to see if he needs surgery. He only yeah. needs surgery if if it is malignant. So if it's benign, he's fine. So since you said he has surgery in the next one, mm -hmm. uh, I'm guessing he's not fine, which it makes me sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So more more to come on this for sure. Um, 
we're going to go back to Epstein bar. We're going to have a light scene here. Um, uh, after what we just saw, and it's going to be a Richard and Noel scene. <laughs> I Rich- love Noel in this. I love Richard. Richard's just like, you keep looking at me weird. Like I have hair plugs or something. Yeah, but Noel is looking at him weird. Yeah. He's looking at him really weird. Yeah. And so Noel's like, uh, how are things going with Molly? <laughs> Trying to get as much information as he can. And Richard's just like, ah, she's just, no, it's not a thing. She's working her voodoo magic and I'm just not having it. She's just too aggressive. Like yeah. he, he doesn't, he's, he's, he, Hester Prynne is too aggressive. Yeah. I like Noel's line. Well, I guess you're either susceptible to voodoo or you're not. <laughs> and then he just keeps looking at Richard and Richard says, stop, stop looking at me like this. <laughs> but I love that Noel, I mean, he is, he's giving him this deep searching like stare while shoveling french fries in his mouth continually it's just like yeah i just loved everything about that scene it was just like maybe just ask him or maybe it's none of your business uh but stop staring at him it's (laughs) weird this this is strange yeah so we're going to head from that to a more serious scene. We're going to head to Dean and DeLuca. Javier wants to make Felicity and Ben talk. They're in the stock room. He's like, you two, I'm paying you to work this out. And um, Ben does not want to talk, though, is the thing. He just doesn't. And Felicity. He can't look at Felicity. He can't. He can't look at her. This is not the time. And Felicity is like, but, but Rand- Randy said that nothing happened. And Ben's like, you believe him? She's like, I do. I do. Like the, the doctor said, I was like, I believe him. And she was like, I didn't, I didn't feel like anything happened. And like all the, you know, all the tests have come back negative and Randy said nothing happened, which nowhere up until now has she said, I felt like nothing happened. Yeah. She has said consistently I don't know what happened. Yeah. So so Ben uh, Ben is really not interested to have this conversation right now. And so he says, wait a minute. No, no, no. You got wasted. You woke up in some guy's bed and you lied about it. Yep. Like one of us is leaving this room. <laughs> like, and then that's he it. Leaves. And then he does. And um, For, I like, mean, the- I think fifth time this episode and i think he really boils it down to what the essence is here for him there were three parts to this grievance you got mm-hmm. wasted you woke up in somebody's bed you lied yeah you know and um there it is all of those things are true yeah. you know and um so we're gonna get a sad song we're gonna get a and mistakes are made song. I could not handle this music. I'm sorry. Well, I just uh, rub salt in the wound, but that's all right. So Felicity's well, in no, her room. Because, okay, here's the reason. Like, first of all, I didn't like it. Okay. And I think it's country. But the lyrics of the song are, I might have missed it all, but for the mistakes I made. It's an entire song about how the mistakes are great. Okay. So 
this made no sense, guys. Made is what we're no saying. sense. All right. Did not like it. All right. But if you just listen to the mistakes are made part, then it right. makes sense. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, that's the song that's playing in the background as Felicity finally opens the present that Ben gave her for her birthday. It's a really mm. sweet gift. Yeah. It's art. It's like a whole bunch of paints and art supplies. Yeah. And the scene as they as the camera pans back, Carrie Russell did a beautiful job with this. She's look they have this lingering shot with her just looking at the paints, holding the paints, and she starts to just slightly shake her head no. And then she just puts her hands on the paints. Um, I don't know. I thought it was nice. It's like, what do you do with this if you know that they want a full minute? <laughs> um, and I just thought it was really nice. It was just like like touching the paint as if to touch a moment when Ben was okay with her, <laughs> you know, like it's, which yeah. he is not right now. He's not right well, now. It and kind of, I don't know. It kind of felt like maybe this is all she has left. Kind of. Yeah. It's like, this is the last vestige, <laughs> you know, like this is it. This is the, this was a thing he got me at a time when we were fine. You know, yeah. like, uh, let me just, be tactile with this. Maybe it'll bring me back. Um, so that's that's the episode. Fish, yeah. I think we need to look at who's the worst here. Are you ready? Uh, ready as I'm going to be. Okay, here we are. It's the you're the worst segment. Who's the worst, Fish? Yeah, so I had a lot of people to choose from. You really did. Yeah. And I just decided not to. So, Dr. Pavone, Noel, douchey frat guy, other douchey frat guy, third douchey frat guy, that bitchy nurse, and Felicity, you're all the worst. Dr. Pavone, shame on you for telling Felicity that she's wrong about wanting to be honest with Ben. You're not friends. You're her therapist. That's not your place. Plus, it was bad advice. No. Shame on you for telling Felicity not to be honest with Ben. You're her friend, but also her ex, and you don't know what's been going on in their relationship. Plus, it was bad advice. Douche bros, just stop. Everything you're doing, wearing, thinking, just don't. Nurse Judgy McJudge face, stop being a bitch. And Felicity. You know you should have been honest with Ben. You said it about 10 times. Doesn't mean things would have worked out, but it was the right thing to do. You messed up big time. That does not mean you're a bad person. Unfortunately, it does mean you're the worst. Well, at least one of them. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the year of the no worst contra really decision. got around today. Um, <laughs> no decisions made. You're all the worst. You're the worst. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Wow. Oh my goodness. Well, we know who's the best though. So listen. Our listeners. That's right. After you listen to this tape, you have to erase it. Yay. Segment where we read your feedback. And we're going to pull in some feedback that was sent in quite a long time ago. So um, there are two pieces of feedback about Ben that do not perfectly match this situation. They were meant to cover more ground, but I'm bringing them in here in case it gets us thinking about Ben in a different way. So first of all, Alison Atwater from her treatise had uh, initially meant this to be start like from the moment Ben and Felicity got together in season two. So let's, let's like think about the context of what we've been seeing so far. Um, she says, Ben really puts his best foot forward as Felicity's boyfriend from convincing her professor to let her take her missed final to planning the season three birthday shindig for her. Notice how Noel ruins the birthday rib order. I think it was intentional. <laughs> Big words. Okay. So I, I guess he really didn't say that he wasn't going to cook a book. Um, Allison yeah. has a very specific thought on this. I mean, <sighs> maybe it was subconscious, you know? Yeah, could have been. But also, I yeah, I don't, I don't think he he would have actually done it on purpose. But I, I do think, you know, maybe a little Freudian slip. Well, not really a Freudian slip, but a subconscious slip. Yeah, it could be. Backed up a little by the fact that Noel basically tells Ben he still loves her at the bar. I don't know. That, that, that yeah. it adds. It a couple adds, of times. Yeah, like, uh, Allison, you might be onto something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. Now, this is one from at Vanessa Manet sent a long time ago. And so the... The context of this isn't entirely right, but let's look at it. Ben has a lot of daddy issues, which makes him run from love. He was never taught how to love, which is why Felicity scares him. She sees through that whole tough guy persona and and loves everything about him. I would imagine the strength she had to have to attempt to try to give up on someone that she sees so clearly and someone who does see her, but is so broken to overcome his own fears to falling in love. Okay. So that comment would have been probably sent like early season two, but he's running again. I know it's exact. It's exactly what he spent the entire season last season, like overcoming and, and he's right back to it. But at least in this episode, there's a reason i mean yes he should be dealing with it but if he needs a minute like uh, i say give him a minute Mm -hmm. yeah that seems fair so this may not be exactly a hundred percent akin to the running away he's done before we're saying well i mean he he was doing it before this Mm -hmm. so you know you know the whole thing where you know, he didn't want to talk about his dad and he wasn't communicating. He wasn't talking. He wasn't having those conversations. He was running away. Like I've been saying Ben's running away a lot recently. Yeah. 
Um, I don't, I, I think he, he has earned a minute. Um, and if he doesn't want to, you know, if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't want to sit down and have a big conversation right now, that's actually probably best Mm -hmm. for both of them. Yeah. Um, so this one I am okay with. Okay. Right. But I, but it is a continuation of a pattern that started before this. Okay, that's fair. Let's talk about Javier. Yeah. At Felicity.fans says, so much to love about Javier. I love when he shows up to Felicity's 20th birthday surprise dinner and the dinner had fallen apart. He clears everything away and takes charge you can really see the difference in ages at that point, adult versus college students. Yeah, college students probably would have ordered pizza. That also would have worked. They had probably a lot of takeout options that they could have yeah. done in a pinch. I mean, they probably could have found ribs nearby if they really wanted to go. Could have been, Yeah. It wasn't going to be a homemade pasta dinner. That's for sure. No. no. Um, all right. We've got one more. And we're just getting a, a running tally of this as we go. We've got at Galinsky underscore. I can't get behind the season three, four theme song. Hmm. It feels like they got to 2000 and went back to the cheesy 90s montage credits. That's I mean, fighting words. It, it is very upbeat. It's, I said, it, it's catchy. It is really, really catchy. I guess the good news is that they didn't have um, a single action shot of every single cast member looking away from the camera and turning towards it real oh slow. Oh my God. Because <laughs> that, if you have that music, right. And, and, and insert like a whole bunch of other TV shows here where it's just like, and they're just like all one by one, just yeah. looking into the camera and smiling. It was um, like everybody's high school yearbook photo mm-hmm. to music. Right. Yeah. So there's at least they didn't give us that. Okay. There's, yeah. there's a montage. It's fine. Uh, it, but it's not. Um, no, it's really not. Yeah. It's really not. Okay. Well, Fish, it's time to rate this episode. Mm. Where, where do you want to go with it? I want to go to your rating first. Okay. Let's go to my rating first. So. I'm I have give something this one. that I really hope that you pick as your unit of measurement, but I don't think you're going to. No, I, I mean, there was probably quite a lot of options for this one, but my unit of measurement for this one is going to be books about ribs. Ah, uh, yes. I was uh, hoping we were going to go with like the dull aching testicle or potentially like sore nut root, but I feel like that's just not your, it's not your speed. It's not my shtick. That's not where I go with this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, books about ribs. <sighs> I'm going to go with 6.3 out of 10 books about ribs. Um, Once again, I feel like there's a bunch of stuff that we yada yada through to get to the (laughs) point, you know, like Ben leaves Felicity angry, shows up at Randy's door, but 
how did he know where to go? <laughs> you know, like there's <laughs> yeah. just stuff like this. It's just like, we don't want to spend time talking about how Ben knows, you know, just, there's just stuff that they needed to get from here to there quick. And they wrote it in quick, but they mm-hmm. didn't, there's, there's a lot of details that one could inspect a little bit more and think, I don't get it. So I feel like that happens with a bunch of different things. I hate Pavone's advice. I, um, I, there's just a bunch of stuff here. Molly, they have no idea who Molly is from writer to writer. They will, I think this next episode will be consistent, but throw it out the window after that. You know, like Molly is just a different person according to every writer, I feel. And so to to be watching these different things play out, knowing where I know she's headed and just, it's like, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> like she's not the spiritual psychic mother having hot for Richard chick. When they, when they were putting the story of like, when they were breaking story for season three and they were coming up with the major tent poles of what was going to happen, Molly was not on the list. <laughs> so they then like insert, started inserting details and they were like, Oh, and we've got a new roommate, Molly. And that's all anybody knew about her. I'm sure. That's it. <laughs> like, okay. um, yeah, so, right. you know, when I saw that this episode had relatively unfamiliar names to me for writing and directing. It feels like that because I look at some of the stuff that happens here and I'm like, I don't know. I don't really know if this matches all the information we've gotten and maybe we'll get. Um, so 6.3 out of 10 books about ribs. Fish, okay. What do you think? As always, I rate in gloves. Um, yeah, I agree. They they did a lot of things not so well. Um, but the, the things that they got right, I think they really got right. Mm-hmm. Like everything about Sean and Ben and Noel and Megan and his testicles all right um i don't know i'm so sad because we see this like super happy cute ben and it it's just gonna be so sad Hmm. um lots and lots of bad advice but it does this does move the plot along i'm assuming you know, sure does. I mean, unless Ben is like, yeah, like my bad, I overreacted. Um, and I really like the Richard Molly thing. Mm-hmm. I like that he's like, he walks up to her and basically pulls her hair. He's like, I'm gonna try a neg strategy, and then is like, I want her. And then she's just turning around and like role play and he just freaks out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I, I enjoyed all of that. Um, can you tell me what my ratings were for the last two? Trying to episode three, you had a four and episode four, you had a 5.5. Okay. So then I think this sounds about right. I, I'm going to give this one a five because I feel like it was better than the four, but I think the last one was a little better than this one. Interesting. Okay. Well, folks, uh, we're in a rough patch. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Um, Um, yeah. That's yeah. all we're saying. I don't know where it's going from here, but well, I, I know, you know, exactly it. where it's going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the next episode is going to be titled one ball, two strikes. Fish. <laughs> I spoiled a little, the title spoils a little, where do you think we're going from here? I think we are going to Sean's sore nut. Yeah. And I think the first strike is the biopsy. And the second strike is it's out of there. Got to take it out. (laughs) Um, Another interpretation could be that uh, that try to work Ruby in here. Um, one ball, two strikes. I mean, there's not much about balls I can do with, with Ruby and her baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Hey, but maybe she just comes back this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, here's hoping. Well, yeah. yeah. All right. So that's what we have, uh, according to fish coming up in the next one, but we want to hear from all of you because, you know, we have a lot of questions, we need answers. a lot of questions and, you know, we're feeling a certain way about the last, however many episodes, maybe you're not, maybe you love these. So send us your feedback, share what you think, or, you know, Felicity fan art or whatever, whatever pleases you. You can write to us at the Melissa fish at gmail.com. It's Melissa with one L two S's. MelissaFish at gmail.com. You can also find a lot of cool people talking about the show on our Instagram at Felicity Podcast. And if you would like to know when we drop our episodes, we send a, a newsletter every time we do. So you can sign up for that by going to wherever you're listening to this podcast, go to the show notes. There's a link for the sign up for the newsletter in the show notes. And while you're there, there's an option to rate or review this podcast, go ahead and do it because you know what? It just helps other people find out about the show, about the, this podcast where we cover Felicity in long form. So that's, that's how you reach us. We know what we're talking about next time, sort of. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Anything else you wanted to say about this one fish? Nope. Mm-mm. Right. I'm just hoping the next one's better. Oh boy. Um, well, All right, that's it for today, Fish. Until next time, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone.